0: This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of The Perilous Fight, overcoming our culture's war on the American family, written and narrated by retired neurosurgeon and politician, Dr. Ben Carson. Available now everywhere you get audiobooks. I'm Chris with Device and Virtue, and this is my short circuit to spiritual epistemology. In our last episode, Adam and I talked about the world of disinformation that we find ourselves in. At least it feels that way. Twitter gone mad and news stories we unsure are true. And I brought up the word epistemology because, you know, it's the study of how we know things. Sometimes it's time to go back to the basics, even if it means using college words. Adam sometimes worries I'm going to sound like a professor and bore the heck out of people. I mean, I get it. New Testament scholar N.T. Wright did a lecture a few years ago on comparative epistemology and suggested to get through it, the audience might need some whiskey. I guess I wanted to talk a little bit more about the soft side of this prickly sounding word. The reason why epistemology requires the kind of virtue we usually talk about when we speak of people we love, family, or friends. It needs humility, it needs trust. I should admit right now that I'm skipping a bit of the Chicago winter by spending some time in Hawaii. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for some beautiful sun and palm trees. And the other day, I drove with a friend on a road trip along the coast. By the late afternoon, we wound up on a beautiful island trail with cliffs and waves and the sun just setting. My friend lingered because she didn't want to leave. I Agreed it was beautiful, the blues and the darkening gold. Yet I was eager to start driving because I knew Google Maps had us two and a half hours out a long return trip in the dark. My friend, to my annoyance, didn't seem to care. When we finally returned to the car, she reminded me that there was a simpler route home, a direct 45 minutes, and we'd be there. I was just plain wrong. My frustration was wasted, and I hate being wrong. Like Nobody loves that feeling. It takes humility to admit that we don't know something, especially when we thought we did. There's more than just binary true or not true. Pride mixes into knowledge pretty fast, or ignorance, as anyone who has doubled down on a wrong fact only to be foiled by Wikipedia could admit. Sure, there's proper confidence in knowing something, but there's a proper humility in knowing what we don't know for sure. What we don't know for sure could fill an ocean. We live daily life in a greater sea of uncertainty than most of us want to admit. Do we know our car is actually going 30 miles per hour just because the gauge says so? Or the ingredients in that shampoo actually include vitamin A? (laughs) Do we know that Harvard has the best education? Or that our birth parents didn't switch us at birth? I mean, you know, they make movies about it. I think we float through life needing an epistemic humility. We know for certain a lot less than we think we do. And this means that We repeat more lies and misinformation than we might imagine. Let that sink in. But it's part of being a creature. It's part of not being omniscient. In our full episode, I talked of ways we know things. And if our own senses, like sight and experience, are one way, trusting another person's memory or senses are another. I think trusting is the only way to live realistically in the ocean of knowledge as a created human. Distrust seems surprisingly hard sometimes. We can be oddly bad at it at moments with people that are close to us, as many spouses might admit when they roll their eyes again at something their significant other claims, or when I didn't trust my sunset friend to know the way home before dark, or when doubting Thomas didn't trust his friends and discipleship partners. I mean, maybe he was the estranged one, But maybe he actually knew his friends so well, he knew their weaknesses and their desire to believe, and he just couldn't get over himself. Remember the pride and ignorance. The challenge for today's times is humility and trust for things that are relationally distant from us, journalists and experts, mobile web and YouTube We read the tsunami of information on our phone and it feels like maybe we could drown. We can't possibly use our five senses to know most of what comes at us, but do we trust anyone else's? There are skills, uh, like lateral reading or sourcing, that can help us. I get surprised how many of us in the internet age don't quite have these sea legs. Uh, You can learn them. I'll actually link to a good source in this post and they'll help us keep afloat sometimes. But it's never proof. It's never apprehending the ocean. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says famously that we walk, we float, by faith, not by sight. When you read it, you realize that Paul doesn't dismiss sight. Jesus doesn't dismiss Thomas. But Paul actually is just recognizing the human tension. The children of Adam and Eve woke after the garden was made and will sleep before it ends. Humility and trust come with not being God. The alternative is to drown in the cynical ocean of despair or the false certainty of conspiracy, pride, and ignorance. So, fact check that article, but let's live, let's sail with the learned virtues of humility and trust. Yes, even when watching a presidential impeachment trial. And if that feels like a lot, I agree. I'd suggest walks on the beach and maybe that shot of whiskey. I'm Chris Ridgway. device and virtue is a podcast for thoughtful christians about the wrongs and rights of technology and faith in everyday life also check out our full-length episodes where adam and chris that's me argue through the vices and virtues of the techified world we live in more at deviceandvirtue.com or wherever you get your podcasts This episode was brought to you in part by Wheaton College's MA in Humanitarian and Disaster Leadership, which prepares Christian professionals to serve others faithfully and excellently. Called to help people facing disasters, human trafficking, poverty, or displacement as refugees? Visit wheaton.edu HDL.